Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one bestseller, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round? Are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem? Be sure and listen to our podcast, The Code Breaker. Welcome in on a Friday. I'm Michael Borky. It is great to be with you as always. And a bit of a curveball was thrown my way. So if you can believe it, I spent a good amount of time yesterday getting ready for um, today's podcast about something completely unrelated for what it's actually going to be about today. So I think it was announced yesterday that Ole Miss has a future uh, home game against Alcorn State. And I think that's a really cool thing. And I'll talk about that later on. But as with most things, like when Ole Miss scheduled South Alabama, you had some media in this state that called it an embarrassment or whatever uh, because they won't play Southern Miss. And I had a whole argument laid out, ready to go, a good plan, I think, uh, to describe exactly why Ole Miss doesn't need to play Southern Miss. There's no benefit for Ole Miss playing Southern Miss at all, and anybody that argues to the contrary is doing it either with bias motivation, which is understandable. I mean, Southern Miss people want Ole Miss to play Southern Miss to help them fill their stadium, which is something they can't do on their own. So, of course, they want that. Or um, it's being done to some degree in bad faith. So I was going to to lay that out and, and talk about it and tell you exactly why Ole Miss does not need to play Southern Miss uh, ever again. There's no benefit to it. There's no reason for them to do so, and especially not to, air quotes, keep the money in state. That doesn't really do anything. Uh, you should schedule non-conference games to benefit yourself, not somebody else. So, unless it's uh, an FBS opponent, uh, like the HBCUs in Mississippi. I think Ole Miss should, and Mississippi State should play an HBCU in this state every year if they could work that out. That's a little bit different than somebody that is technically on your level. So maybe I'll do that Monday if nothing else crazy happens this weekend because I actually, um, I'm really sick of hearing it, to tell you the truth. I mean, we had people text into the radio show yesterday, oh, Ole Miss is scared, why won't they do it? Uh, they don't need to. Uh, th- there's no benefit to it. So, I'll explain, hopefully Monday, Uh, if nothing else uh, like this happens over the weekend, uh, I I will get into that. Uh, But, (laughs) as you guys can probably imagine, uh, the news yesterday is taking uh, precedent here. And this is something that we've actually spent a good bit of time uh, this week talking about on the radio show. And this conversation, this topic in particular, is a really difficult one. Uh, And we saw that over the last couple of days. Uh, I mean, if you are, to some people in this state, if you say that you think the state flag should get changed, you are peddling liberal propaganda. At least that's one listener told us we were doing yesterday. It's a a conversation that you have to be really delicate on because people are very passionate about it on both sides. And when you're broadcasting to an entire state, uh, you've really got to do it the right way. And I, I've, I'm honestly, I'm proud of, of how we've gone about it. I think we've done it the right way. We gave a voice to people who disagreed with us. We made our points known. I think we did a really good job on the radio show, but it's a conversation that is exhausting, to tell you the truth. It's exhausting, but I think you guys can all agree there, there's really no choice. I have to do it here on this podcast. We have to talk about this, and we're going to have to do it on the radio show pretty much the entire three hours uh, coming up this afternoon. It's a really big deal. And if somehow you've been under a rock for the last, I don't know, 12 hours or so, and you missed what Greg Sankey did yesterday, followed by 
what um, Ole Miss and Mississippi State did and the Conference USA did yesterday, uh, here's a little background. So the Southeastern Conference, uh, specifically Greg Sankey, released a statement yesterday on the Mississippi State flag. Here is what the statement said. It is past time for change to be made on the flag of the state of Mississippi. Our students deserve an opportunity to learn and compete in environments that are inclusive and welcoming to all. The statement continues to say, in the event there is no change, there will be consideration of precluding Southeastern Conference championship events from being conducted in the state of Mississippi until the state flag is changed, end quote. That is uh, Greg Sankey. Uh, They released that statement, so I'm sitting here recording at 8 o'clock. So it must have been at 7 yesterday. It was 13 hours ago, for whatever that uh, is worth to you. This is an or else statement, and it's a a lighter one when you consider what's possibly going on behind the scenes. And Ole Miss and Mississippi State seem to have known Uh, that this statement was coming because both schools had prepared responses to this. Both of them did, had a uh, prepared response. But because this is an Ole Miss-focused podcast, I'll just focus on Ole Miss's response. Here is uh, a joint message from Glenn Boyce and Keith Carter. They said, quote, The University of Mississippi community concluded years ago that the Confederate battle flag did not represent many of our core values, such as civility and respect for others. In 2015, The university stopped flying the state flag over our campus. Mississippi needs a flag that represents the qualities about our state that unite us, not those that still divide us. We support the SEC's position for changing the Mississippi state flag to an image that is more welcoming and inclusive for all people. End quote. Again, that's a message from uh, Glenn Boyce and Keith Carter. And just a heads up, uh, this is not where the league would stop. This is not where the NCAA uh, would stop. Right now, there are no and cannot be any predetermined championship sites in the state of Mississippi. That means no NCAA tournament, things like that. There can be no predetermined NCAA event in Mississippi. Merit-based is a different story. Right now, because Ole Miss is still able to host regionals and things like that, uh, merit-based is still awarded to the school. And if you're asking, well, Mississippi doesn't host any SEC championships anyway, that's partially true. I mean, they've had a softball one recently. Uh, there's There's been tennis recently. The smaller sports do go from campus to campus to hold their events. So economically speaking, losing the opportunity to host these events is not a major impact. But it is a black eye on the state, and this is not where they'd stop. That is an informed opinion that this is not where the league and the NCAA would stop. This is an informed opinion. People at both Ole Miss and Mississippi State are aware that this is just the beginning, that this would not stop there. I promise you, I'm not making that up. It's an an informed opinion. This is not where the league would stop if that flag either comes to a vote and, and does not come down or the legislatures do not bring it down. This would not be the end result. That that's that is not an opinion. That is that is what is expected. Uh, that's an informed opinion there, or informed statement there. So the point is, there are real stakes here, real stakes, not just losing a softball tournament. Beyond, oh, it would look bad on Mississippi if it came to a vote and the flag stayed up, or the legislature decided not to change the flag. There are real and significant financial stakes here. 
And whether or not you agree with the, the flag or changing the flag, everything I just said is, is factual. I'm about to go into my opinion coming up, but it is factual. Uh, the SEC released a statement saying that they will basically punish Ole Miss and Mississippi State if the flag does not come down. This is not where it would stop from the SEC and the NCAA. And the stakes have been raised. None of those things are opinion. But since uh, you're listening to this podcast, I'm about to give you mine. I understand why Greg Sankey did this. I understand. It's not something that um, you can ignore in these times, especially as a commissioner of a major sports league. He will not be the only one that will do things like this. You've seen it all over. Uh, There are statues going down and names changing all over the country. Um, I understand why he is doing this. And, And in a way, I kind of appreciate why he's doing it. Because... I, I believe that I am now at a point where I can make this statement. I have lived in Mississippi for 10 years now. Uh, I was educated here. Uh, I met my wife here. My son was born here. I paid taxes here for that amount of time. I, I do think at this point, even though I'm not from Mississippi, that I am a Mississippian. And I'm very, very proud to, say, to, to know that my son was born here and my wife is from here, and we got married here, and I was educated here. I'm so very proud of all of those things. So I would like to think that at this point in my life, after being here for a decade, I can speak on behalf of a state that I'm so very proud of and proud to live in. I'm very proud of of all of you listening. I mean, you've given me an opportunity to to talk to you about sports every day and, and have supported me in my journey, even if you disagree with me or hate me. I mean, the love that I get from so many people here is uh, overwhelming at times, even. And so I think that I can speak to this state and to these issues from a position of love, because I do love this place. I I appreciate that there's pressure being applied to the legislatures to get this done, because I believe that the state flag needs to be changed. I think that if something as unimportant as a state flag. You probably couldn't name or recognize 10 of them. I mean, South Carolina's got a recognizable flag. Ohio's got a recognizable flag because it's a different shape than all the others. Uh, California's. Arkansas literally says Arkansas, and that flag's in its design is a little conspicuous itself. More on other state flags in a little bit. Uh, There's very few state flags. Maryland, for example, is a very unique design, but not many that you can recognize. Uh, something as unimportant as a state flag should not harm you in any way. And this one does. This one harms the state. And now this one's about to harm its major academic institutions and athletic teams that, in part, keep regions of this state alive. If you really care about your school, if you care about Ole Miss, this is an Ole Miss podcast, you're an Ole Miss fan. If you really care about your school, forget athletics for a second your school, and the long-term health and wellness of your school, even if you don't think it's fair, and in some ways it's not, you want that flag to be changed. And then bring athletics into it. Because the threat of not being a part of the SEC anymore is something that people are afraid of. And if if it does come down to it, and I promise you, there are people that do want that to happen. Uh, it would be devastation that you couldn't recover from. 
Oxford and Starkville, if, if Ole Miss and Mississippi State are not competing at the highest level in athletics, would suffer greatly. So would the, the school itself. I don't know if you've noticed, but the, the way things are going, the way times are changing, if you will, around us, those are the, the kind of things that you have to do in order to survive. The flag needs to come down. It needs to change if you care at all about the long-term health of, of, of Ole Miss and, and, to a lesser degree, its athletic teams. If you care at all, there is just too much to lose by fighting to keep that symbol. There's just too much to lose. And I don't foresee this not getting done now. Like I said, there's too much to lose. I think this, and you had Trey Lamar, for example, you've had conservative representatives, very strong conservative representatives that that are all in favor of this. Um, I have yet to see, and maybe my head's just buried in the sand, I have yet to see somebody come out exclusively other than the governor and say, I don't think that we should change this right now. The governor's kind of danced around it a little bit, and I understand what he's doing. He's playing politics, but I have not seen anybody that has come out and said, the flag does not need to be changed. It, I, I love it. Um, we're not changing it. Sorry. I have not seen that kind of a statement yet. So I don't foresee this not getting done now. There's just simply too much to lose. There's too much pressure being applied. I do think it needs to come down, and, and I do appreciate the pressure that's being applied on our legislatures, because again, this is all my opinion. And I hope, quick sidebar, I hope if you disagree with me that you will not stop listening to this podcast or or our radio show. I mean, this is a very uh, difficult conversation uh, with a lot of passion on both sides. And um, I I just hope you can appreciate the position I'm coming from and, and anything I say doesn't turn you off. But this kind of pressure will help uh, the legislatures who are not willing to do the right thing because they may risk losing re-election. They know what's right. A lot of them know what's right and what will help their state moving forward and will not do what it takes to get it done because they fear of not winning re-election. And that's weakness. That's just pure weakness at a position of leadership. But I don't like the signaling out of Mississippi only. I appreciate what Greg Sankey's doing, but if you're going to do it to Mississippi, you have to do it elsewhere as well. And that's what bothers me. I don't like the signaling out of Mississippi because if you look at the state flag of Georgia, it turns out a lot of people are just now learning this. Because again, state flags don't really matter unless there's something problematic about them. Georgia's flag is just as problematic as Mississippi's flag. People may not know that in mass the way they do the Mississippi flag, but look at where Georgia got their design from. If Greg Sankey is going to signal out Mississippi and say, I'm going to punish you, I am going to take tournaments away from you for having that state flag, the same damn thing needs to be done to Georgia. Because Georgia's flag is just as problematic as Mississippi's. And Dan Wolken, and more on that clown in a second, but he's got a massive platform, thinks that there is a difference, that because more people recognize the Confederate flag over the original stars and bars, which is on Georgia's flag, which is Georgia's flag, that there's some kind of a difference because people are a little bit more ignorant to Georgia's, and that makes it different. It's the same thing. Georgia's flag, which they changed from one that had the Confederate flag on it, they changed it not that long ago to this. 
is just as bad. It's just as problematic. The difference is, though, uh, Greg Sankey needs Atlanta. Right? Or does he not know that Georgia's flag came from a very bad place? Does he not know that? It's worth looking at. If you haven't seen it, look up Georgia's flag and look at where it came from. And tell me it's any different than Mississippi's flag. Any different at all. But Georgia's got a big city. A great city. I love Atlanta. I know people don't like it. I love Atlanta. A big, brand new, beautiful football stadium where they play their conference championship game. Is Greg Sankey really going to send a letter to the athletic director at Georgia and say, change your flag or else we're taking the SEC championship away from your state? Why hasn't he done that? Is it a financial thing? Possibly. If you're going to call out Mississippi, call out everybody. Georgia's flag is just as bad. I mean, it is quite literally the first official flag of the Confederate, the first official national flag of the Confederacy. That's what it is. That's what Georgia state flag is, was something gold put in the middle of the circle. That's what Georgia state flag is after they changed it from something else to this. In 2001, by the way, so 19 years ago. They changed it to that. The first official flag of the Confederacy. But it's only Mississippi that gets called out for their problematic flag, which needs to be changed, by the way. But if that's the case, so does Georgia's. I hate that double standard that Mississippi's held to when Georgia is equally as problematic. But Georgia has Atlanta, Mississippi doesn't. There's your difference. And then, of course, immediately after, uh, there's a column that runs in USA Today, and I know Gannett is failing and nobody reads newspapers anymore, but it's still a pretty significant national platform. Everybody's favorite columnist, who also decided to go after Mike Leach's tweet yesterday, and I think what Mike Leach said was very good, and it's not not good enough for uh, uh, the, the beacon of morality. Uh, who also apparently, as I learned yesterday, lives in Georgia and refuses to call out his own state uh, for their uh, unique uh, and uh, very problematic state flag, because it's different, uh, apparently, Um, wrote the Ole Miss needs to get rid of Rebels thing. I read it, and to tell you the truth, uh, the, the column was not as unfair as the headline suggested it would be. He actually did mention that Ole Miss has made so many strides. So many strides. Moving away from its Confederate imagery. It, denying that, it, see, I see people deny that all the time. And, and even say that Ole Miss is the most racist school. Well, and maybe because they had to, and it's their own doing from decades ago, but Ole Miss has done so much. And they continue to do so much in the name of removing themselves from that time. Now, the, the statue, something that they have wanted for years, finally got approved by the IHL, which consists of people that were appointed by political leadership that don't have ties to the school. Uh, it, they finally approved the move of the statue, which Ole Miss has wanted for a long time now. Um, and that's just another example among many of them trying to separate themselves from that kind of imagery. They've done very well, and at least to his credit, he, in a way, acknowledged that. And I, uh, look, maybe Rebels needs to be changed. I don't know. I, I don't know. 
and I, I'm not going to go down that road. I don't really have an opinion on it because I think right now, and maybe things will change, but right now, to me, until the name Ole Miss, which people reference a thing that it came from, but there's not, I haven't seen like hard literature or evidence that actually backs that claim up. I, I don't know. Um, but until those names adversely affect you, the, the, this conversation doesn't need to be had. And maybe that, that day comes. Maybe it is coming. Maybe it's already here. I don't know. But until you know for sure, like the state flag, the state flag is adversely affecting the state of Mississippi. Fact. Undeniable. Until that kind of thing is happening to the university, until Ole Miss negatively affects the university's ability to operate, then I don't believe you should change it. When it starts affecting you, you should change it. But maybe, I don't know. But here's the point I'm really trying to make here. If you're going to be on a national platform, if you're going to have a national platform like USA Today Sports, it used to be huge. Gannett's failing and newspapers are failing, but that, you know. Um, if you're going to do that, if you're going to go down that road, you have to do that with everybody. You have to apply that principle. If Ole Miss needs to change Rebels, Rebels and they may well need to change Rebels. Maybe they do. May well need to do that. If you're going to go down that road, though, it can't just be about Mississippi again. It cannot be just about Mississippi, but it is because we're an easy scapegoat around here, right? You guys know that. We're an easy target, easy scapegoat. But Mississippi's not the only state that has some names that are rooted in bad history. How about college football's latest favorite darling? Huge rise from a relative nobody, and they promoted an interim wide receivers coach who almost got fired, and suddenly they're winning national championships. Clemson University. You want to guess where Clemson University got its name? A lot of people just assume it's the town in which the campus is in. Clemson, South Carolina. Uh, No. No, that's not where it came from. The name Clemson University is rooted in Confederacy. Named after a man named Thomas Green Clemson. He was an American politician and statesman serving as an ambassador for the United States Superintendent of Agriculture. He served in the Confederate States Army and founded Clemson University. That's right. A Confederate racist is what Clemson is named after. It's not just Clemson. You guys know that. Where did LSU get Tigers from? Oh, right. The Louisiana Tigers. A successful Civil War battalion. A good one. The Louisiana Tigers. That's where LSU got their name from. It's not just LSU. Look up what the North Carolina Tar Heels are. Look up what, where Auburn got their names from. It's interesting. Ties to the Civil War. Look at what the Tennessee Volunteers fought for. You want to bet after a quick Google search, you realize that name's problematic as well? How about Yale? <laughs> Look up what Yale is named after. It's almost as if our history is a dark one. And it's not just in the South. Not even close. Not just in the South. I just mentioned Yale. 
There are dark ties everywhere. And, I, and I'm not saying that, that they should be celebrated, but I'm saying if you're going to hold Mississippi accountable for names that have ties to the Civil War, you've got to do it to everybody. And Wolkin's disingenuous ass d- decided to... I probably should cut that out. I think I've had a really good argument until I started uh, using that language, so forgive me. I'm not going to cut it out. I'm just going to keep going. Um, decided that actually L- the LSU Tiger is not problematic at all. Here's what he said. Oh, here's another one. I guess the, quote, Georgia flag is also bad is the new, quote, everyone cheats. That's that's genuine. That, that's very... Um, Rooted in, uh, in good faith. It's very good. He said, I give up in reply to Dan, do LSU's racist tiger next. I give up. He should, by the way. But that, that's the response that you're getting from a national platform. This person is picking and choosing to attack Mississippi while it's being pointed out to him that there are other colleges. Oh, but, but LSU plays high-level football. And they've got a, a coach with a, a cool little accent. They've got a big stadium. And they... Have students that chant, suck that tiger. Oh, wait, is that problematic as well? Hmm. Bring back neck, they say, though. Ole Miss students chanted, the South will rise again, and the university rightly took that away. But we got to bring back neck, don't we? Because there's nothing wrong with saying, suck that. Anyway. The Louisiana Tigers. Every time Ed Orgeron says, go Tigers, that name came from a Civil War battalion. A good one. Hmm. I just, I can't stand hypocrisy. If we're going to go down this road, if you think we should go down this road, you need to go to every school in the South and get rid of everything that may have ties to the Confederacy. It's not just Mississippi. It's not just Ole Miss. Mississippi State has a handful of problematic things on their campus. Uh, Brian Haydad on the radio show yesterday mentioned a couple of them. Those need to go too. War Eagle needs to go. The LSU Tigers need to go. The Tennessee Volunteers need to go. And outside of the SEC, the North Carolina Tar Heels, that's got to go too. You got to do it. You got to get rid of it. The hypocrisy of it is, is astounding, really. And you've got to give credit to a place like LSU, though. They have found a way to make it not about that Civil War battalion in which their school is, their, their mascot is. The, the Tigers, because of a Civil War battalion. Uh, but they've made it about the Jungle Cat. They've got one on campus. You know, you've got the I logo on the field. And it, it's now, it's about Tigers. And maybe it's a little bit different because of the name. And maybe Ole Miss can't do this. But they should try to find a way to separate rebels from Confederacy. Because even though everybody knows where it came from, and that's where it came from, maybe you can do, in a way, what LSU did. Because the revolutionists were, were rebels. The Revolutionary War was fought and won by American rebels. And rebels got a, a denotation that you can apply to a lot of things. And maybe there's a way, I don't know, smarter people are going to have to deal with it. Uh, maybe there's a way where Ole Miss can, can shift that narrative the way LSU has done. The definition of rebel is a person who rises in opposition to armed resistance against an established government or ruler, a rise in opposition, a resistance. There are a lot of rebels currently 
out there fighting for noble things. The verb definition, to resist authority, control, or convention, to show or feel repugnance for or resistance to something. There's a lot of people that have ties to Ole Miss's integration that are rebels in, in the best possible definition, the good definition of it. Maybe they can find a way to, to alter that and make that about that. But even if you can't, even if there's no way and rebels become so problematic that you've got to change the name, then LSU needs to be next. Tennessee needs to be next. And you need to take the state flag away from Georgia. Take the SEC championship, I mean, away from Georgia until that state flag changes. That's what you need to do. If you're going to do it right, and if you're going to do it honestly. Because guys like Walken yesterday, that's not honest. That's dishonest. That's agenda-driven. That's garbage. And it has a national platform. Albeit one that's shrinking, it is still one that reaches everywhere. A national platform that dishonest. It's a shame. Because if he really wanted to do this right and do it honestly, LSU needs to be next. And there's no difference. There's no difference. Just because not as many people know where Tigers came from doesn't mean it's not equally as problematic. That's an argument that is done in bad faith. And by the way, my guy Jeffrey Wright... Uh, we follow each other each other on Twitter. We've never actually met in person, but still, uh, you guys all know who Jeffrey Wright is. Just roasted him last night. It, w- it was brilliant because there's no response to the logic here. And I, I, I wanted to try to engage it, but I, I guess I, I didn't say uh, enough to get him going. But he has no response to logic here. Because if you're going to hold Mississippi accountable, you've got to hold Georgia accountable. If you're going to hold the Ole Miss Rebels accountable, you have to do it to the Louisiana Tigers as well. Because they're both problematic. If that's the road you want to go down, if you want to be honest, if you want to really enact change, and if you want really for the Southeastern Conference, which is not the only place that has Confederate imagery around its campus or or towns or wherever, Uh, Not the only place, but that's an argument that's also done in bad faith because, oh, the South is bad, gets clicks on the internet. Um, If you want to do it honestly, if you think this needs to be changed at Ole Miss, you think it needs to be changed everywhere else as well. And if you don't advocate for that, you're a hypocrite. So go down that road if you want to. Maybe that's what needs to be done. Maybe that's what needs to be done. But right now it's not being done honestly. And that's pretty damn clear. Also, a couple of questions that we got. So we talked on, on the radio show about it. And as you can imagine, uh, we had some dissenting opinions, people that disagreed with us. And one of the questions that we got a lot of were, why change anything? It's not going to fix racism. And, and, and you're certainly not wrong. You're not wrong. Changing the state flag of Mississippi is not going to change our problems. We're still going to have a population that is growing so much slower than everybody else in the South. That's the state flag's not going to change that, at least not immediately. It's not going to fix racism. It's not going to change perception right away. But at least it's a signal of forward progress. So no, you're right. It's not going to fix anything. But it's a sign that we're trying to move forward. And I know the great people of this state who I'm, I'm so proud of. Uh, I'm, I'm proud to live here. I really am. I'm so proud to live here. Uh, 
a lot of you have worked really hard and a lot of you have changed the way you think. You know, we, we had this flag conversation a few years ago when Hugh Freeze was asked about it in a press conference and gave actually a pretty good answer off the fly. Uh, was criticized for it a little bit, but no, he, he gave a good answer in the moment. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We talked about it a few years ago, and, and the, the difference in responses then than we've gotten now is, is significant. You can tell the difference. More people have come to the conclusion that the flag needs to change if we want to move forward together. It, it, the mood felt different in the conversation yesterday. Uh, everybody I talk to around here wants to, to move on. Uh, they, they want to get past that stigma. And, and they're, they're just willing to do whatever it, what, what they can to get it done. And to, to paint this state and its people in, in such a light because of a flag that waves at the state house is, is sad. It's really sad because I know people here have worked really, really hard. And I can see opinions changing every day. I really do. I, I see it. I've seen it in the last four years since we last had this conversation. Things have changed. People's perspectives have changed. It's great. So no, it's not going to fix racism, but it, it will send a, a, a message that, that we're sure as hell trying. And then the question of when will it stop? We had a lot of people text in and say, hey, look, I want the flag to change. I want this to change, but when will it stop? And the answer, to tell you the truth, is is never. There's always going to be something else. There's always going to be something else. And, and the smarter people than me, leadership at the universities in particular, need to figure out when the stopping point is. They have to figure out that, yes, the, the flag needs to be changed. Yes, that statue does not need to be in the center of campus. And the city of Oxford, by the way, in my opinion, again, I hope I don't chase you off by these opinions, but uh, the city of Oxford needs to get on its, get its stuff together and also get rid of theirs. It's a, a, a galvanizing point for groups that you don't want around needs to go. Move it somewhere else if you want to. It, just, it does not need to be in the center of your town anymore. Um, but that's a, a good question is when will it stop? And, and you need to, the smart people need to figure out when, because I do support the changing of buildings. If there's a problematic reservoir name that, that people want to change, I'm okay with that because I don't have emotional ties to the name of a lake, a mostly really dirty one. It took me a year and a half to get uh, the brown stains out of a white t-shirt after a weekend at the reservoir. I mean, I have no, and, and a lot of you, I imagine, don't have emotional ties to the name Ross Barnett, but you do have to draw a line somewhere. You've got to dig your heels in and say, we've changed our flag. We've changed these names. We don't celebrate Confederacy anymore. We're done. We're moving forward. Stop trying to bring us down. That line does need to be drawn. It absolutely needs to be drawn somewhere. I don't know where. Smarter people than me are going to have to figure that out. But if you think this is going to stop, it's not. Nothing is, is going to stop this momentum. And maybe it needs to go further. I, I personally, I think if somebody wanted to draft legislation that changed the name of the reservoir to something else, to the Jackson Reservoir, the Mississippi Reservoir, instead of the name it currently holds, 
I would support that. I really would because it's it's a name on a lake, and if it if it's named after somebody bad and you want to change it, go for it. But there is a point where you do have to dig in. I don't know when. I think in, in relation to Ole Miss, I think that's where absolutely you need to dig in is the name Ole Miss. Because outside of, of one-off comments that you've – I mean, I have not seen and I have looked for exact like literature that says that that is what the name came from. I, I don't know. It's not as, as cut and dry as people say it is with where Ole Miss came from, but that's where I would dig in. I wouldn't let that name go. You've moved the statue. You've changed the flag. You've changed names. You've you've done all of these things as a university to distance yourself. No more Dixie. No more flags in the stadium. I have a feeling this fall, if it's as usual, Confederate flags in any form will be banned from campus. In fact, they should find a way to do that. I suspect they will. Doing a lot. But that's where I would dig in personally. And, And maybe that's an incorrect opinion. I don't know. But that's where I would dig in. So when does it stop? Where does it stop? I don't know the answer, but it, at, there needs to be a point where you dig in because the, there are people that are going to go after everything forever. And they're going to do it in, in cases of biased columnists at the USA Today. They'll just keep going and they will selectively in doing it in good faith. So... It's a tough conversation, I know, and I'm I'm sick of it myself, but it's an important one. It's a really important one. So uh, I hope that after this uh, mostly political-ish podcast that you guys will stick around. I really appreciate you giving me a shot. It means a lot to me. Uh, I hope hope you've enjoyed uh, the podcast so far. Uh, I'm looking forward to to getting back to sports eventually and and talking about just games, but uh, today was not that day and if you're still listening at this point, I cannot thank you enough for, for giving me a shot. And I uh, hope what I said made sense. I really do. And uh, I'm very thankful for, for all of you, even if you disagree with me wholeheartedly. Even if you hate me, uh, I do uh, appreciate uh, you listening and, and giving me a shot. And um, I hope everything I said made sense. And I'm really glad that, that you're with me and, and you listened. And uh, um Looking forward to talking to you again on Monday. So have a good weekend. It is Father's Day, by the way. And if you're in and around Oxford, make sure you go by LB's. Go see Greg. Stop by and see Greg and get your Father's Day grilling essentials for the weekend. I saw, what was it, a ribeye sausage that uh, Grayson Weir was grilling yesterday that you can get at LB's? Unbelievable. Um, they're they're fillet burgers. I would make a a LB's fillet burger when I was in college and just like just grill it by itself and just eat it by itself. Wouldn't put it on a bun or anything. It was that good just on its own. Uh, so if you've got big plans this weekend for Father's Day, go by LB's just off of University Avenue across from Kroger. Go see Greg. Get yourself ready for the grill uh, this weekend for Father's Day. So have a good, safe Father's Day. Stop by LB's. Go see Greg, and I will talk to you again on Monday. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.